0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of The Pickup. Ben's yawning on screen, but we are good to go. We are amped. We are excited. <laughs> Happy to be back for you guys. we got a full schedule. We're going to be talking about our week eight players of the week. We're going to review our parlay picks. Um, a little hint towards that. Give neither of us your money. Um, <laughs> later on, we're going to touch on apologies to Oklahoma City and Houston because we bagged on you guys way too much in the last episode. And... You guys may just pay for it, so we'll definitely have a segment on that. Finally, we're going to finish up with NBA news. There's a lot going on in the league right now, so definitely want to highlight it for you guys. We're excited. Let's get into this, Ben. Let's let's start with our players of the week. We got LeBron, James, and DeMontis Sabonis, which honestly is going to lead perfectly into our Paralympics again for the Pacers-Knicks game that we both touched on. Um, definitely hinting towards that. Ben, what do you think about LeBron and Sabonis in the weeks that Um, both these guys had and their respective teams
1: you know uh, of all the times that we're gonna have to admit that we were wrong i do have a little snippet where i was partially right here we mentioned the we mentioned the pacers news and we said it's going to be really interesting to see how these players respond to all these rumors of potential organizational changes people kind of being thrown out on the trade block and we're like you know, it's going to be interesting to see how these players respond to that. Sabonis responded with a player of the week. So he's like, hey,
0: get me out of here.
1: <laughs> up my value a little bit, you know, just so everyone knows. Trade block, player of the week, let me help you out. Um, now that's going to just, you know, I got to get a small victory in there before we um, talk about all the L's. Um <laughs> But
0: yeah, yeah, I, prep the listeners for how many L's you're gonna take this
1: episode. Prep. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you're gonna remind me of one directly ready. To leave your team as well later. So um, no, it was good. I mean, LeBron, it's good to have him back. Obviously, like he's been a model of consistency for the NBA for 20 years now. It's always tough to see him this time because it's so rare and it's mm-hmm. and it's felt throughout the league. Um, but he's Reasserted himself, like showing his dominance, and averaging close to thirty. He said this week. I mean, the guy,
0: yeah, is, um,
1: that's actually ridiculous. A good point, then. Still, like, so it's uh, it's good. Um, it's nice, nice little nods to kind of two two major things happening. The Lakers are kind of gaining their momentum back here, and then uh, the Pacers could be in like a turnaround. And their star piece, um, who could potentially be on the trade block, is kind of making a, his own personal statement as well.
0: Yeah, and I appreciate you saying LeBron's average there close to 30 because I did not read off the stats for a listener, so let's go ahead and do that right now. LeBron leading the Lakers to a 3-in-1 week, 28.3 points per game, 8 assists per game, 7.5 rebounds. Um, also very, very efficient from the field in terms of shooting numbers. DeMontis Sabonis, 3-in-0 week for the Pacers, 25 points per game, 10.3 rebounds, 75% from the field, which just is absurd. So, like Ben said, he was right. He upped his value. <laughs> um, even if it's just, like, a little bit, a little miscarriage performance. But everyone knows Sabonis is an all-star caliber guy. Maybe he's not the guy that's going to, like, lead your team, carry your team. But he is an all-star. He's a very, very good player. So, I think a lot of the teams would definitely be interested and eager to have a guy like him if he is, in fact, available from the Pacers. And then... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got Ben.
1: clamoring <laughs>
0: for that. Um- <clears throat> But I will say, too, like having, having LeBron back and healthy, like we know this Lakers team can be competitive and good. Obviously, they still got a lot to figure out in terms of roster and, and things like that. But LeBron being LeBron at this stage in his career, like it's crazy. It's like we're, we're just in the same thing in the NFL. I know this is not an NFL pod, but Tom Brady continuing to break records the other night um, with both these guys. Just respectively, like how effective and, and efficient and just dominant they are. For this long in their career is incredibly impressive. So, uh, shouts out to both LeBron and Demontis on the Players of the Week, much deserved performance. Or sorry, much deserved after their per- respective performances, and uh, a great little transition into us, Ben. Let's let's touch on our parlay picks here. Review them again, just to remind you guys, we did each pick four games last week, and if I you didn't listen to that. You. <laughs> if you didn't <laughs> listen to that, please go tune in our last episode. It was actually a lot of fun for Ben and I to do this. I'm eager to possibly do this again because neither of us actually paid out, or you know, I guess in quotes, paid out, right? Because these were not real bets. Um, but let, let's touch on it, Ben. Let's let's do yours first. So Ben predicted that the these were from um, Wednesday night, the eighth of December and Ben predicted that the bulls would beat the Cavaliers. The bucks would beat the heat. The Knicks would beat the Pacers and the nuggets would beat the Pelicans. Ben, let's start off with your W (laughs) your dub, which was the nuggets did beat the Pelicans by six in overtime. Unfortunately, that was the killer for me because that was the only one I didn't get right. Um, Unfortunately though, for Ben, he went one and three on his picks. So we started with the highlight Nuggets beat the Pelicans 120, um, 114. Knicks, unfortunately, lost to the Pacers 122 to 102. Bucks lost Bad. to the Heat 113 to 104. And i Martin
1: Twin on the Heat, too. Was yeah. it Cody or Caleb?
0: I want to say it's Cody. Uh, shoot, you should look like we got, we should, we were going to confirm that. We're going to confirm which Martin Twin had a, Extraordinary game against the Bucks.
1: Um, I did not see that coming, but that was unbelievable. <laughs>
0: um, and then, of course, of course, I got a highlight that the Bulls lost to the Cavaliers fan, and I do yeah. have to say they covered the spread. <laughs> the Bulls lost one fifteen to ninety two. So, okay.
1: before we continue into that. It was yeah. Caleb Martin.
0: Caleb Martin. Okay. Shout out to Caleb Martin. Pretty he sure he erupted.
1: got him on a two way contract as well. Like, shout out to Miami. Do you
0: have a stats, it... Ben, for that game?
1: Um, yeah. He had, I want to say it was 28 points on nine of 10 shooting or nine of something shooting. He was very efficient. Let me pull up the efficient official numbers here. Apologies again. Um, That was just unbelievable. I sent that to Dan afterwards. um, (laughs) We were kind of following our picks there. And I was like, well, you know, I wasn't accounting on this going on. But let's see. Um, I don't think the bucks were either. The Heat's official site here. Let's see. Um, Yeah. He signed a 10-day contract with the Hornets originally. And then I'm pretty sure he's a two-way contract now. With the heat after his time in Charlotte with his brother, I just he's got those both of those guys. um, The Martin twins have that NBA body um, as just like a valuable win scorer, and to do it against the Bucks team here was unbelievable. Especially with how PJ Tucker played at that defense too against Giannis, but. Yeah, I see 28 points and eight rebounds. Do you have his official box number like for shooting to you, Dan?
0: Yeah, as Ben touched on, he was insanely efficient from the field. Nine of 12, so 75% from the field, and he was six of eight from downtown, so 75% from deep. And then he went four or four from the line. So absolutely incredible game by Caleb Martin. Shouts out. Um, we're not doing an underappreciated performance segment for this episode, but – we're going to shout him out anyway because I need some more love. Major, major piece right there to upset Milwaukee that night. Um, unfortunately for the Heat, they did just lose to my Cavaliers right now. That became official. So I just want to shout that out.
1: Um, also, as I did want to say, as in our filming this, um, the Warriors and Pacers are in the fourth quarter right now. And Steph Curry is going for that all-time three-point record. So, Dan and I are going to try to kind of follow along that live as we kind of tune in um, Mm -hmm. and update you guys on some other stuff that is happening around the NBA. But Steph is still, it looks like, three away from breaking that record. They're down five with just under four minutes left to play. So, maybe not tonight is the night for Steph, but we're definitely going to track that as he looks to make history.
0: Yeah, that's a good shot, Ben. It looks like, honestly, um, the Pacers are, are keyed in on him because he's not shooting very well from the field tonight. He's six to 15 4-12 uh, from downtown. But you never know. There's three minutes left, and that man is definitely capable of hitting
1: a three per minute. So, um, No one wants to be the team that he breaks it against. You, no, heard no. be, you, you heard him beat in their game. He was like, it's not happening on my court. Yeah. Like, no, no one wants to be that team.
0: <laughs> no one wants that. We'll definitely like that. will be part of our NBA News Roundup kind of a little bit later in the show. Um, and we'll make sure to highlight that again. But yeah, maybe not happening tonight for Steph, but definitely a super, super cool moment in NBA history that we're going to get to witness here soon, if not tonight. Um, so yeah, jump. So to review Ben's parlays, he was one of three. Unfortunately, it was a rough, rough night there with the picks for Ben. Yeah, sorry
1: guys. Um, I got and I was trying to diverge from this conversation, but now we're back to it. Ben
0: trying to get off schedule because he's afraid to talk about it. He doesn't want to talk about it but I'll continue else. to bring you guys the info yeah. and hold him accountable for his freezing cold takes. <laughs> so, um, let's go with my picks. Then Ben, I was, a, I was a little more successful than you, not super successful, right? Because it was still three in one. So I didn't pay out and technically for a parlay, but again, I will say Cavs beat the bulls. Whoop. Um, Pacers beat the Knicks. Dallas did upset Memphis. So stop that kind of win streak that they were on. Um, and then, unfortunately, Pelicans lost a close one to the Nuggets. Um, I already tell you on that one. Okay, yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. Take take your little moment, Ben. Take your little W, and then we'll <laughs> keep filming here. <laughs> um, right. Again, key takeaway from that that kind of segment that Ben, ben brought forward to us last week. Um, neither of us deserved your money, but we're happy to provide you guys with the entertainment. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I told you guys not to
1: trust us. That was right. Yeah,
0: he did. He did. And this is this is perfect because we do owe an apology to Houston, biggest team of all. We were bagging on them. I didn't want to pick them. And Ben's on <laughs> up seven because Christian Wood got to do it. They beat Brooklyn one seven in a row. Unfortunately. It's
1: funny because we hit on that, too. I was like, you know, we were joking about it. Yeah. So it was Brooklyn coming off a of back-to-back. They took a lot of energy in a comeback win. I'm Dallas. Like, Mm -hmm. beat Dallas. Variables were there. Houston was hot. It just, none of us were sure enough. We should have
0: rode the wave for Houston. We should have. And respectfully, I apologize to all Houston fans and the Houston team because you guys earned that win. It was a very impressive win against Brooklyn. Unfortunately, they've lost two straight. So I don't feel too bad. But overall, still very impressive streaks by the Rockets. You can't be
1: fully sympathetic.
0: can't be fully – well, okay. Show me some more consistency. That's all I'm saying. Um, major shout-out, Tony. That's, though, a to back-hand. That's
1: the most backhanded <laughs> apology I've ever
0: heard. I'm sorry. I just uh... – Houston,
1: I'm sorry. Okay, okay,
0: okay. Asking. You're right. You're right. I owe them a sincere apology. Doesn't matter they've lost two straight for a team that only had won one game previously. Seven straight wins, especially one coming against the Brooklyn Nets, absolutely phenomenal. Great work, and I'm sorry. Um, that's a lot better. You're welcome Rockets fans. <laughs> ben is keeping me accountable, um, so that's that's good. Um, Let's apologize to OKC okay, while we're at it, Ben. Uh, I don't feel as bad because we didn't bag on them as much. I feel like right, but we definitely counted them out against Toronto, and they ended up winning that game one ten to one oh nine. Another backhand. call. Okay,
1: <laughs> you know it was a close one.
0: <laughs> Are you doing a backhand backhand to <laughs> here? If we want to, if we want to add on to it, on they the snuck season, out of that one on know. the season. They both
1: deserve it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they snuck, they snuck one out there, right? Like it was close, um, but they won. You know that's all that matters. So good it
0: job, does. A W is all that matters. So Ben and I, jokes aside, apologies to OKC in Houston because they they earned their wins. They they got it done, and I'm, just, I'm I'm impressed. They made us eat our words. So yeah,
1: yeah, we're we're just trying to look out for you fans and that draft watch, though. You know, every win. <laughs> affects the
0: lottery (laughs) Uh, okay 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 so like i said jokes aside apologies to these teams they are in their wins that was good um (laughs) houston might regret those wins later on the road like ben said but we'll we'll really see Um, let's jump let's jump forward ben because we got a lot of nba news to cover like i mentioned like a lot Uh, as you touched on already moving into our next segment here ben we have the nba news roundup and as ben touched on steph curry was going for that three-point record and we were going to keep an eye on that for you guys as we were filming this the game has ended golden state did beat indiana but steph actually was two three-pointers away from breaking that record so he hit five on the night so again two away from passing it he needs one to tie it and they will be playing again tomorrow night in Madison Square Garden against the Knicks on primetime. So tune into that game, guys. If you do want to watch Steph try to break that all-time three-point record and take this place from Ray Allen, that will be must-see TV. Um, ben, any any thoughts or anything you want to add on on what, what this record will mean for Steph or just the fact that he's even getting close to breaking it?
1: Sorry, guys, this my (laughs) mom being in the background with a speaker. I don't know if that can be heard. Um, Hopefully not too loud. Um, No, I mean, it's just – it's incredible how much the game has changed and changed due to Steph Um, because you look at the games played and as far as getting this record, and he is like almost half of what Ray Allen played. So it's crazy to watch the kind of trend – the progression of change that has kind of occurred in the NBA since, since Ray set that record. But I remember watching, um, watching it live when Ray stole the record from Reggie. Um, I remember watching him break it against. I think it was against the Lakers during a primetime matchup on um, mm-hmm. NTD garden. And so that was just like, as a, as a fan of like, not just the Celtics, but NBA to be able to watch that moment live uh, was pretty surreal, especially for someone that, you know, was one of my favorite players and got me interested into the NBA Um, So now to see kind of as we have kind of joined our um, our NBA journeys as fans, Dan, to see a player grow um, like Steph has and become like this truly remarkable all time great. And to see him set the record, we probably all knew he was bound to break when he really started making his climb to greatness Um, to see that kind of likely finally happen for him tomorrow is uh, a remarkable moment.
0: I think it's beautifully summed up, Ben. Like Steph is an all time great and it'll be it'll really, really be phenomenal to watch him break that record tomorrow night because if that man does not hit two threes against the Knicks on prime time, it will be utterly disappointing. Um <laughs> uh, moving on though, let's jump into this this Bulls team, Ben, because like we have highlighted them because they are so fun to watch and such an electric team to start the year. But they are running into the roughest COVID stretch I have seen in the midst of this pandemic. They now have 10 players out in COVID protocols, and we've actually had their Tuesday night and Thursday night games postponed due to lack of players. Like, it's just insanity. It was kind of funny, honestly, because Nikola Vucevic came out and tweeted, hey, at least we'll have herd immunity for the rest of the season. Like, what do you make of this situation? It's just crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he he tweeted at the Pistons, official account too, and asked if they wanted to play 3v3. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I mean, I we knew obviously we were still have our hurdles in this season. Um, I honestly I'm kind of surprised to see it reached this point. Um, because of how much the, of the league was is vaccinated. Um, I I honestly can't remember if we had. I think there was another. There was probably one moment last year where this we had to postpone a few games. I, I, it might have been the Grizzlies. I can't remember specifically, but I, I was honestly kind of surprised to see, see us get to the point where games had to be postponed um, again this year. Mm-hmm. I knew players would miss games here and there, but I, I did not think it was going to be um, at the scale that the Bulls are having to deal with it right now. And um, it's obviously a shame. Um, those games are going to get rescheduled, And but it's um, just part of the times um, and kind of adjusting to this uh this new normal, I guess, and I'm going to have to keep dealing with it uh, up until it's hopefully finally behind us at one point. But, yeah, it's, it's a bummer because the Bulls, it really kind of puts a stop point in their their super successful start to this season. Um, but hopefully everyone's uh, safe and healthy here soon and um, they can kind of get back on the court and do what they were doing here to start these first, like, 20, 25 games.
0: Yeah, that's I kind of I want to highlight that too, Ben, because it does put a it's a bummer because of the momentum killer it is for the Bulls. So we'll see kind of how it affects them in terms of maybe standings down the line, like how how detrimental is this stretch, you know, gonna be for them while they're missing players. Uh, they're currently sitting and again we're filming this as of Monday night, the thirteenth. They're currently sitting at third still in the east, so a really good spot. But I mean Earlier, they were at one and two, right there with the Nets, and so they're going to lose some ground when they're missing players. So it will be interesting to see where that they fall and, and how much this stretch, stretch impacts them in terms of their playoff seeding. So just it is a bummer. Obviously, we want these guys to be healthy. We want the league to obviously manage as well. So we'll see like what happens for these these games when they eventually get rescheduled, and and we'll monitor this bowl situation for you guys. Speaking on COVID, though, and the vaccine, we did get some news around a very polarizing player in the situation being Kyrie Irving. Apparently nearing a return, or at least more optimistic about a return this season. KD and him have apparently been talking more, but there's no info on whether or not he will be vaxxed or joining the team for away games only. Ben, what do you make about this situation and, and actually, actually just the fact that we're getting Kyrie news at all?
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh, at the point in time of when he had kind of made his statements in, in the preseason, I honestly was going to be kind of surprised if he set out um, this long. Uh, I thought he might uh, be coming back. I know he's um, kind of in his contract here too. So I just think – are eligible for an extension, at least. But I just found it hard for Kyrie and KD, I think, primarily – to let a year of this group go. Um, that's, I think what really made me think that eventually we would be seeing him on the court. So it's, it's nice to hear some news just because he is honestly one of my favorite players to watch the guy. Dan, and I have had like the tremendous opportunity to go and watch Kyrie play live quite a few times. And he is so fun to watch on the basketball court. Um, views, the of Kyrie aside, that man is incredible to watch on a basketball court. So it, the league is it's missing something. Yeah, the league is missing something with him, him sitting down right now, and I would love to see him uh, come back and kind of get back in the spotlight here.
0: I totally agree with you. I mean, like you said, regardless if you agree with his stance or not, the dude is an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal player. So just as a pure basketball fan, I want to watch Kyrie play. I don't want him to sit out. Um, so it will be interesting to monitor. And, and like you said, it's just tough, Ben, with this Mets team. Like, we, hell, we just saw Durant erupt for 51 points against the Pistons last night. And so to get these guys together and take advantage of this opportunity that they have, and that's not even mentioning James Harden. So it's like, I think, I think he will come back in what capacity I'm unsure of right now still because there's still a lot to figure out. However, I think it's positive that we're getting at least some some light rumors about it because I am eager for him to play. I want him to play. He's a great player, so I think on that we'll we'll for sure make sure to keep you guys updated with anything else that comes out regarding Kyrie. Ideally, we'll see him on the court here soon, though. Um, again, we'll, we can hopefully say the same thing about Zion Williamson. Unfortunately, he had another setback, so. There's some guys that we're still missing in this league that are absolutely electric and hopefully to see them back on the court soon. Moving into that, though, Ben, we do have Ben Simmons, right? Like another guy we have not seen on the court. And despite how some might feel about his style of play, right, he's still a very, very good player. And there's some more recent trade traction kind of taking place here. The Blazers kind of recently came out and said that Dame is not available in that trade package for Simmons but Dame is obviously interested in playing with Simmons. And now we have the Lakers and Knicks being interested. So what do you make about that?
1: Uh, man, I mean, the Lakers is kind of interesting to hear. Um, the only thing I can imagine happening there would, would be a, a Westbrook swap, which I don't know if Philly would be interested. There's like thinking financially how that would work. Um, it's kind of hard to, hard to figure so I, I really, like, maybe the Lakers are interested. I don't think it's realistic. I think it was just kind of throwing them out there. Um, I think Phillies Philly should probably know, like, Russell doesn't really help as far as spreading the floor too much for Embiid. Um, the Knicks, the Knicks, I, I see, they're they're struggling right now. They could use a young, like, player to invest in, kind of build around um, there's been reports about people questioning Julius Randall's leadership. Maybe there's a potential change of guard there coming after his extension. Um, that team is kind of reeling right now. So I find the Knicks more realistic of his landing spot. How they make it work salary-wise would be interesting as well. Um, I don't know if Randall would be available and if Philly would be interested in Randall. Because um, he's also kind of he'd be kind of a polarizing fit next to Embiid, so Especially next to
0: Harris too. Like yeah. that's a lot of bigs right there.
1: Yeah. So I kind of I think it's it was interesting to hear. I I really find it hard to believe that those two teams would be the eventual landing spot for him.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point, Ben. I mean, I'm not surprised that you, that New York and L.A. of all teams are interested in a guy like Simmons. The fact. I'm just less inclined to believe that they will be the landing spot for him. The Lakers, I think, I mean, we joke about all the time. They're tied to every single star that's on the market or not on the market. So it's just like the fact that they're kind of being brought up in Simmons rumors doesn't shock me, especially LeBron having a relationship with Simmons. It's just like, how is that going to work? What pieces are they going to give up? Like, how does that even make sense for their roster? All the questions that you have to answer the Knicks, Definitely make more sense if you're going to just kind of take apart that team from last year that had some success and restart with Simmons as your foundational piece in hopes to attract other talent. I can definitely see that. I believe, like you, though, it have to be maybe like a three team deal to make that happen because if I'm Philly, I don't really want Julius Randle playing next mm-hmm. to MB. That's
1: a questionable fit. What is Portland like in that? Maybe. Yeah. To like get Randle, maybe potentially ended up in Portland. CJ in Philly, Simmons in New York. No, putting together a
0: three-teamer on the spot. I kind of like it. <laughs> I like <laughs> I, it.
1: I'm just trying to think of how this would potentially work. Um, I, I don't know if Randall fixes or changes anything for Portland, but it, sh- it definitely, it definitely shakes shakes things up. Um, it does. But – uh, yeah, like you said, Dan, I'm just I'm not seeing a way for that to work in just a straight up two team transaction.
0: Yeah, and my thing is too, like if that were to even take place, a three teamer, like CJ's out for a little bit of time, so it's like, and Philly, I think if they were going CJ, they might have already pulling the trigger here. Granted, you never know; they could be really waiting out to see if someone bites in terms of their asking price, and so they're just gonna play this out. I just think Randall and Embiid both being able to shoot, but none being knockdown shooters from the outside is a questionable fit, and both are pretty dominant and need the ball in their hands. I love the fit of Randall and Dame more, and he's definitely a guy that can contribute across the board. So I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting three-teamer. And you guys, please chime in. Let us know what you think about that um, or if you have any more ideas on how maybe a team like Lakers or the Knicks could could get Simmons and if there would be any other teams that would need to be involved. But it's interesting that we're hearing about this. I think from these two teams, ultimately, I don't think that's where he's going to land. I'm not sure where he's going to land, but it'll be very interesting to see what more what rumors start coming out now that other teams have kind of started to be brought up here. And February being the trade deadline, we're we're nearing it. Honestly, like it's we're almost mid we're mid December pretty much. So that's going to come quicker than we think. Any other thoughts, Ben? Here on on the Simmons situation.
1: I mean, I just want to see something happen. (laughs) Personally, as like a fan, I'm just ready for this to be like have a conclusion. See him somewhere else because I have my personal opinions on Simmons. I I think he should have been have improved a little bit more since he's coming to the league. Um, maybe a change of scenery helps spark that, but he's another multi-time all-star that's not playing right now because of off the court issues. And it's just a shame to not, not have talent participating in this season. Um, we already have to go through, um, lulls with talent off the court due to injuries. It's always tough to see for, for exterior circumstances, um, when they could be playing, but they're just not at this moment. So, um, I I would like to see something happen just so we can see Ben back on the court as well.
0: Uh, No, I echo that completely. I think that's a great way to kind of like wrap us up here. Let's, let's hope that the Simmons situations get resolved as soon as possible because we would love to see him back on the court again, regardless of how you feel about him as a player. He's very talented. He's an all-star level level guy. So to see him back on the court would be great. That is going to conclude our episode for you guys though. Super, super happy and thrilled. We were able to film for you guys again please make sure to like and follow us on Twitter and Instagram and please like, and subscribe wherever you guys get your podcasts. This concludes another episode of the pickup.